Don't hook up with no sister that you don't want to touch, lick, smell. Don't marry her if you're not feeling that way at the beginning. No, at the beginning. Five things every marriage needs. That's what I want to talk about today. Uh, tonight, whenever you're watching, five things every marriage needs. I know it's subjective discourse. You may disagree, therefore you have a right to start your own Bible cast. After 25 years, I'm feeling real arrogant. I'm happy. I've been kissing that pretty girl all week. As you know, or may not know, we celebrated 25 years. I don't know when you're watching this, but just a moment ago, uh, last week, a couple of weeks, whenever you're watching, and the whole church was jammed with people. And the girl surprised me uh, with major singing, this is why I love you. It was just like, I was just floating, man. And I thought to myself, I want to keep discussing this. Last time we were together, she was with me. And we talked about marriage and how we made it, this no ordinary love. And I told you that while we were on vacation, she said to me, let's not die with this information inside of us. I think you're grace for certain things. I think for us, one of the graces on our lives is marriage. I think I have one of the better marriages I've seen. Of course, I say that experientially, not just theoretically. I live with her. I love it. Plus, again, because I touch so many couples, because I lead so many pastors around the country, people let me in their business. So I get to see, you know, behind the scenes. A lot of marriages struggling, man. A lot of people struggling. I'm going to continue to say, I think that life should be hard, not your wife. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I'm gonna say that again. I think life should be hard. Which camera? This guy. Listen, I'm in Var Studios with these geniuses, and uh, they happen to put me in a gold chair today. I got on black and you know what it is. You know, but we ain't even playing this. I mean, sometimes it's just you know, it's just divine, divine. I don't know. You know, oldest and the coldest. Let's get back to the real stuff. So here it is. Uh, I, I really do think there's a grace on our life for marriage. And I think that life should be hard, not your wife. So as we were on vacation, the Lord, yeah, I said his name, gave me five things that I think has sustained our marriage. I mentioned them in our documentary at the end, but I couldn't really unpack each one of them. So I thought, okay, this is season two of uh, our pipe, our Bible cast, our podcast. And I thought it is during this one that I want to deal with relationships and specifically I want to deal with marriage. Let me say this because I need you to get your pen ready, get your phone out. I'm going to give you five things. If you are single, grab a hold. If you are married, ask yourself which one of these might be missing. It's subjective discourse. You may have been married longer than me and disagree. Start your own Bible cast. I'm giving it real. This is different. I got to say this and I'm jumping to the first one. Somebody told me Sunday, I like your expositional teaching. I like, I like that too. But right now I got to go raw and real based on what I think people need to save their lives and marriages and singles. First and foremost, if you're going to be married, absolutely. You need love. You need love. Not in this particular order, but I'm doing this for a reason. When I say love, not everyone's expecting me to jump over to Ephesians 5 and do a whole discourse on the talented tent maker from Tarsus says, husbands love your wives. That's agape. I do believe that. Those of you who know something about Greek know that love is a loaded word. And I was thinking about this as I was doing it because, of course, you need godly love. Let me just start by saying I'm not I'm not going to be with the woman who don't love Jesus. 
no matter how sexy, no, no matter how much money he has, I'm not, if God forbid, I had a do-over. Uh, my wife went to heaven. Number one, and this is the truth, I joke a lot, I'm not even sure I could marry again. I, I really mean it uh, because my love is so intense. It just might be unfair to whoever I hook up with. I mean, I have to tell her from the top, look, I'm never going to love you like her. So if you want to be with me, <laughs> let's just work through it. You know, I guess I need to make love. I'm a bruh, all that. But the love I've had for a woman, I don't know that I'm going to have that again, which is why I beg God. Do you feel this way? Yeah. Don't get married till you feel this way. Those of you that are married, Let's fight our way back. Love, agape, that is the God kind of love. But then there is phileo. We know this, Philadelphia, right? The city of what? Brotherly love. Okay, so that's friendship. That girl is my friend. I, I guess I'm discovering, touching all my pastor sons and daughters across the world and touching the thousands that go to the word nation, just experience. A lot of people are not friends. Yeah, I couldn't be with nobody that wasn't my friend. If you already married, we're not getting divorced. We're going to work through it. But to those of you that are seeking, to those of you that are newly married, don't stop being friends. You don't just need agape. Yeah, I'm looking at all my sons in this room, my biological son, my sons in ministry helping us here in VAR Studios. I love them all with the love of God. I need more than that for my woman. Yeah, I need more than that for the man I'm going to make love to and have children with. I don't just need godly love. I, I need that. But there are people that I have godly love for that I don't want to sleep with. I don't want to spend the rest of my life with. But absolutely, you'll love this. Before she's your woman or your wife, she's your sister in Christ. And if you have that kind of love, there are certain things you won't say to him or do to him because you love him with the love of God. So that's real. There, there's the love of God but then there's phileo. That girl's my friend. And uh, some of you someplace stop being friends. Yeah. They say your wife maybe shouldn't be your best friend. My wife is mine. Yeah, I have a wonderful best friend I kick it with in terms of outside of my marriage. But I think your girl, I think your husband should be your best friend. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that should be single. I think you should have other people you talk to other than your spouse. You need something else other than other than them because then you make them too much. But they, that, that should be there. Pragma. That's long standing love. Absolutely. You need that. This this needs to be forever. But then there is fallacia and that's love of self. And I want to start there because. You shouldn't hook up with nobody till you have a sense of who you are. And I really mean that, a love of self. Because if I don't love me, then I need you to be too much. And I've said that for years. You've heard many pastors say it, but it's true. Man, we both need to do our therapy stuff, our spirituality stuff, our rinsing stuff, our emotional health stuff, so that I don't need you to be too much. I'm honest. People don't want this uh, sanitized, deodorized Bible cast. No, I wasn't as healthy. I think my wife was healthier than I was when we hooked up. You know, parental stuff, rejection stuff. And I think initially I wanted her to be too much. You heard me say this on a previous Bible cast. I think because my mom was young when she had me, we were disconnected in some ways when I was young. I think I was looking for my mother. And I told you this, it's worth writing down. Don't no woman want to sleep with her son. <laughs> yeah, don't no woman want to sleep with her son. She'll work with you for a minute, 
but but it's not sexy to keep having to mother you. I'm looking for a man. I'm not looking for a son. So I had to get myself together and get healthy and realize that Victory Rose Vernon is my wife. She's not my mama. I don't need a mother. I need a wife. I need a woman. I need a husband. I don't need a father. I got to get rid of these father issues, work through all of that, have a love for myself. Those of you that are married and you tripping, many of you want too much. Yeah, he's not designed to be your everything. That's codependence, okay? And it's no longer independence, but rather it's interdependence. We flow with each other, but I don't need you to be my daddy. I don't need you to be my mother. I'm whole. I have a love for self, a love for God. Just be my wife. Just be my husband and love me. There's a second one. They all begin with L, by the way. Just a few alliterated ideas you can remember. There needs to be love, godly love, love for self, friendship love, okay? I know eros, but we're coming to lust. You know I'm gonna deal with lust. I can't have L's and not deal with lust. I'm coming there because that's major. But I wanna, I wanna jump to the second key to marriage in my opinion. And this might be the one that this girl and I just flow in. I mean, it's just laughter, laughter, laughter. When you stop laughing, maybe this is hood, this is the hood in me, I'm from down the way. And we used to feel like if you could make a girl laugh, you could sleep with her. <laughs> Brooks said, if I can make her laugh, I can sleep with her. I've come to find out that's just about true in marriage. I keep her laughing and she keep me laughing. We got so many inside jokes, I'm chuckling now because I'm thinking of three or four things. And I'm laying there thinking 25 years in the game, I don't laugh with nobody like I laugh with that girl. And some of you trip with your friends more than you trip with your spouse. And I know some people are introverted, they don't have the outgoing personality, but they're still good providers. She's still a good woman, she's just introverted and quiet. I, I understand, I think sometime, whatever else marriage is, you'll love this, it is coming outside of your personality to give me what I need. You know I don't talk, well brother, you need to talk sometime, cause somebody else gonna talk to her. Well you know I love to talk, sometime you need to shut up because he don't feel like hearing your mouth, no matter how outgoing you are. Yeah, he's trying to stop. No, no, whatever else marriage is, it is sometime, watch this, meeting a need you don't have. That's worth writing down. Meeting a need you don't have because you know they need it. You need to laugh sometimes. Yeah, you need to laugh, particularly those of you that have been with each other for a while. Even when you're dating, do they make you laugh? Does her personality, everybody's not as funny. I'm not talking about comedian stuff. I'm not talking about this person who has this funny, funny sense of humor. It's a blessing if you get that, but even if that's not who you are, don't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah, all I can tell you is what has worked for me. I didn't just fall off a wagon, and yes, 25 years is giving me a confidence because it's like, oh, just keep on living. They told me that at five years. Just keep on living. They told me that at 10 years. Just keep on living at 15 years. You'll see all that sexual stuff, all that playful stuff, it subsides some. It's not subsiding, it's getting better. It's getting better. Listen, if you're gonna fix my car, I would like to know that you're the boss at fixing cars. Let's go deeper. You're gonna operate on my child's brain? I'd like to know you have some experience and that you have succeeded before you operate on my child's brain. So the one thing we thought about is that at 25, we've hung around long enough that you gotta pay some attention to us. 
And yet, prayerfully look young enough, I know she do, that you're like, oh, and they're still kicking it too. You know, so that's why, by the way, I wanted to get remarried at 25. Some people say, why 25? Because it was like, I don't want to wait to 30. I do it every five years. But this time I did it in front of the world because why she still looked like, you know, 20, 20 year old guys trying to holler at her. And, you know, hopefully I don't look. The, the reality is we wanted to talk about this idea that you can keep loving, keep laughing. This is so important. Don't stop laughing. Yeah, we laugh, we laugh, we laugh, we laugh. The Bible says in Proverbs, a cheerful disposition is good for your health. Gloom and doom leave you bone tired. A cheerful disposition. Yeah, laughter makes the heart merry. The scripture gives so many references to laughing. You ever seen the couple, you look at them and think, they don't look happy together. Yeah, they don't, they don't laugh. I make her laugh and she got the silliest laugh, make me smile sitting here. If you go to the Word Nation, you've heard her bust out with that crazy laugh. And I just keep her laughing, man. She keeps me laughing, our inside jokes. Okay, let's get a little heavier. So there is love. Yeah, it's essential. It's essential. Number two, I think you got to keep on laughing. Number three, lust. Lust. I'm going to park here for a minute. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the other two. That, that's how long I'm going to stay here. So I want you to be clear. And I'm saying this for a reason. One of the things I said and I'm not trying to rush. I'm not trying to listen to me. I'm so glad my sons and all these guys pushed me to this Bible cast because I think there was a part of me that I wanted to release, but it's like, where do you do it at? You know, I wanted this raw type of teaching where I don't feel obligated because of my seminary training to be expositional and stay to the text and all the things that are just innate in me. You preach long enough, you just, there's a certain way I flow uh, when I'm on that stage. It's just my training. No, not here, we going there, we going there. So it's up to you to, to tell everybody you know to watch this and stick with me because lust is so real in marriage, particularly for bros. But I'm not going to be sexist in that way or this kind of broad generalization that only men lust. No, women lust too. You know, I know it. Again, I didn't just fall off a wagon. I didn't have hundreds of couples in front of me. I talked to hundreds of men. I got tens and tens of pastor sons across the nation, many of which you know. I'm telling you that lust real for bros. And it does not go away. Yeah, it does not go away. Even 80, 90-year-old men be in nursing homes, paying the nurses to show them their breasts, they was telling me. Had me cracking up. Can't even move. Ain't even got no whatever no more. But he just want to, he just, he still think about it. If I can get all of you watching me not to get offended, particularly women, and don't go into the general men or dogs. Okay, beautiful. Whatever you want to do with it, it is the innate nature of most men. Lust is major in marriage, particularly, look at me, because of this thing now. My girl's get ready to invite me to the women of the word. She do something called tea with Lady Vernon. Can't get in. She said, I'm inviting you to the next one and I want you to be as raw as you are with me, with these ladies, because her and I have real talk, and she's like, somebody got to say it. There are those of you that are watching me. Man, this thing, I said it before, but I want to say it again. 
the average 11 year old boy can see more beautiful naked women than his grandfather did in his entire life in 10 minutes with this. More than the greatest Roman emperor saw beautiful naked women you can see in 25 minutes or 15 minutes with this phone. Your husband is seeing stuff, even if he's safe. I don't know many bros that are as committed to holiness. I take that back. That sounds real stuck up. It's, it's millions of people more holy than me. But I don't know many personally men, personally, that fight as hard as I do to guard my eyes. Uh, my son is sitting right there. I don't even have uh, apps on my phone. I delete them and I put them back on to check our post because, of course, you know, we're a mega church. Want to see how some post did. I'll put it back on, look at it, then I take it right back off. I was like, I can't. I can't because why? I just keep seeing stuff that I like. I'm a heterosexual, straight up man who loves Jesus who's committed to the word of God, who's in love with one woman, and still I have to fight lust. More than I did back in the day. Because of this, it's so many, and they're so perfectly whatever you like, and you gotta guard it. In your marriage, if you are married to a heterosexual, straight up bruh, don't stop causing him to lust. Put on what you got to put on. Add what you got to add. He is, for the most part, he looking. He's sexual. I'm, I'm going more raw. That's a shame. You can call it whatever you want and watch whatever Bible cast on this one. I will not be accused of not helping you. Let me give you some scripture references and I'm going to park for a minute. Genesis 29, 17. Leah had nice eyes. But Rachel was stunningly beautiful, and it was Rachel that Jacob loved. Yeah, that's what the scripture says. Why? Rachel was fine to Jacob. Fine, this is important, is subjective, but it's real. Rachel was fine. Rachel was fine. Brothers, don't hook up with no woman that ain't absolutely fine to you. Don't hook up with no sister that don't blow you away when you see her. Don't hook up with no sister that you don't want to touch, lick, smell. Don't marry her if you're not feeling that way at the beginning. No, at the beginning. Yeah, see, too many pastors didn't emphasize this enough. Well, as long as you got the love of God. The love of God is not enough. Love of God is still have you watching. Yeah, you will. There are people who love God, but married the wrong sister, didn't lust her enough, and he'd be masturbating when she sleep. Yeah, he'd be looking at all kind of stuff on his phone. Uh, matter of fact, he satisfies himself, and therefore when she's ready to be satisfied, he's already satisfied himself, hence marriage, sexual problems, and issues. I don't want to see that. I am in lust. I say this to every woman who's married. You got to keep putting on cute stuff. Yeah, you got to keep putting on stuff that only he should see you in. You got to do a little crazy stuff he don't see coming. You got to, yeah, I'll go this. You got, I'll go here, I'll go here. You got to match the intensity of the crazy 
that he is dealing with on a daily basis because now, let's go here, you are fighting against principalities. Yes, wickedness in high places, satanic influence. It's everywhere. He human. He sees it. And you got to do more than say, you ought to just love me. Now, I do agree. Yeah, love should have brought you behind home last night. And love should make you not bust a move on a girl because you don't want to hurt or harm her heart in both ways. I'm going someplace because women cheat too. So don't think I don't know this. And again, this is not your regular, this ain't Reverend Buckwheat's Bible cast. This is me. And I'm not going to waste time on these things. I told my team, if I'm going to do this, I'm coming raw. And not just for clickbait, to help people. What am I seeing? I'm seeing people who I know well cheated. What's going on? Lust. What happened? I, I just wanted... You got to be careful, careful, careful. Okay, watch this. Genesis 12, verse 11. Now, when he came near to Egypt, he said to Sarah, his wife, truly, you are a fair woman and beautiful to the eye. The Bible speaks about beauty. What's fine to you? I do want to say this. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You ever want to know what I like? Look at my girl. That's exactly what I like. I know she way too short for some of y'all. Too much... I need it. I need it. Every bit of it. And without sexualizing her, I don't want to ever dishonor her, but I told her I have to be honest enough with people to help them understand. I have what I like. I need all that in my bed. Don't, don't not get what you need in your bed to all men and women. We're going here. Let, let's go here. So to couples, I'm talking to singles and married people. So I know I'm jumping a lot, but let's talk about this in terms of singles. To single men watching me, give this to your son. Marry a woman that you would Google on your nastiest day. Marry a woman that you will want to sleep with when you can't stand her. When she has said the dumbest thing to you, gotten on your last nerve, but she come walking by with nothing on, you're like, man, I'm trying to be mad. Look at, look at, see, Darrell is over there laughing. He's single and he's married. They over here laughing. Darrell, you better get you one, better get you, yeah, praise him. I'm trying to bless your life. Yeah, marry you one that when she walked by, you like, I hate you. Come over here and get in this bed. I hate your mama. I hate your whole family. But good, I hate that I, I hate that I can't hate you because I want, I'm telling you, I can't stay mad. She walked past me. I'm, I'll forgive you. Uh, yeah, you're forgiven. Just please get in this bed with me. I'm, I'm exaggerating. These guys are here cracking up, but I know this is going to help somebody. I can't tell you how many young brothers in my church walked up to me with a young lady, beautiful, whatever, but not what he liked. And I'm like, man, you could have got what you like. You know, you one of them guys that like, then get you one with one. Oh, I like real slim. Then, okay, she was too big. Get you one real slim. I got a real heavy fetish then she hasn't eaten enough. Go buy her 27 Whoppers and 27 orders of fries because you like, you know, baby, if you don't eat, we're not going to make it. I need you to be 700 pounds. I'm not up front. Be straight. That's not healthy. So I want everybody to be healthy. I'm, I'm joking because, of course, you know, a little levity. But man, this is serious. I've spent time here for a reason. I'm going to do this with the ladies of our church. First Lady Vernon, to those of you who are part of the nation. Victory Rose Vernon 
has done a wonderful job of keeping me looking. I'm tripping like we're in our 50s and I'll take her over anybody watching this right now. Yeah, I, I, I do this. I'm throwing some game out here now. I'm throwing too much game out here. I'm helping some single people and you need to ask this to any brother who flirts with you. I call it the 90-10 rule. 90-10. Here it is. This is for free. Somebody better sow something today because this is real teaching that you may not get at your local church. So here it is. Make sure the woman you hook up with to single men and women you ask a man this looks better to you than 90% of women you will encounter on a daily basis. There's always that 5-10% you like, whoa. But 90% of women, I'd even say 95, 95 to 97% of women that you encounter, make sure your wife looks better to you than they do. You like, you know what? And that's the way I feel. It's so funny. I see fine women. You know what I do? And I'm spending time here for a reason. I see fine women, sometimes 20 years younger than her. I'm running out of time. Sometimes 20, 30, I don't know, years younger than her. And I'd be thinking, you can't see her. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go home to my girl. Something pop up on my phone. This, this is where I want you at. I'd be like, man, that's, ooh, wow. Let me go home. It's a trip when you look at it and then think, that's not at home. Well, I don't want this. Pastor, what are you doing? Premarital. There are those of you, you've already made your choice. Don't hold this against me because I'm trying to help save future marriages. Why don't you move on from this? This is the most major problem I'm following right now. This is the most major problem that I'm following right now. Men going outside of their marriage, men looking at stuff that's harming their marriage because they didn't get what they liked. Finally, I got to say this. Don't minimize sexuality in your marriage. I am a pastor in the Lord's church. I lead thousands of people over two decades. I'm still very sexual. And I don't say that for you to sexualize me. Listen, I'd rather hurt myself than offend one of my daughters. Yeah, to me, to sleep with one of the women at your church is spiritual molestation. I don't want you to see me sexy. I don't want you to walk up to me and say nothing sexy. You guys know I don't play. I'm with one woman, I love her. But I'm saying this to say, the most godly man, I still need that girl. You get the point. Don't minimize putting on what he need, wearing sexy stuff, smelling good. Watch this. Genesis 39, verse six. I'm wrapping up. How we looking, guys? Oh, I love it. Genesis 39, verse six. Now, Joseph was very beautiful in form and face. That's cold. Yeah, women need what they need too. Not as much. I'm going here. Please comment. I need you sharing. Matter of fact, share. And let's talk about this. Put something in the comments. Disagree with me. Agree with me. Women, listen. Most women I know, if a breast smell nice, particularly older seasoned women that have lived a minute, maybe been married before, not 20 no more. At 18, 19, 20, he got to be six foot five and he got to have this. He got to be the best looking you ever seen. Most seasoned women would tell you now, smells nice, decent looking, works, honors God, going to really be a father to my child. He don't have to be Denzel Washington. Now you need to be attracted, but that's not as important to most women, to most wives. I don't think I'm Denzel by a long shot. She seems to be really attracted to me. She's attracted to how I speak into her life. I come to bed smelling good, okay? I try to stay as in shape as I can. Uh, I honor her. I provide for my children. I show a certain strength. 
That's sexy to most women. Yeah, to most women, you don't have to be the best looking bro that ever lived. If you a solid bro, you carry yourself with confidence, you smell nice, your wife will like that. Not, not husbands. Yeah, being a great mom is not sexy to him. Sorry, cleaning the house, that's not the only thing that's sexy. He's still visual. You can do all of the above, be solid, and he's still making decisions because you ain't putting on nothing a little or not keeping it, whatever. You get the point. Men are visual. Don't let the lust leave your marriage. Okay. I'm out, how am I good? I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm out of time. You good? What I got? I got okay. Okay. They told me I can. Okay. I, I'm going to give it to you. Here it is. Here, here's another one. The next L is living, living. I talked about loving, right? I talked about laughter. I talked about lust, living. I said on our, I said on our documentary that the Lord just dropped these things in my mind. I was laying there, we looking at the ocean in the bed, and it hit me. I said, "We in love, man. We still laugh. We lust. You'll love this." But we live in. Some people stop living. They stop being excited about one another. They stop going after it. Living. We living. We living. The word nation, man. We living. We living. Starting this new service, helping people, traveling. Live. Don't get mundane. Keep living, keep pursuing, keep going after it. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3, verse 7, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partners, heirs with you of the glorious, gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. It's the idea of praying for her, living with her. Watch this. Be considerate as you live with your wives. Let me try that again. Be considerate as you live. Live. Don't. Don't stop moving. Don't stop pursuing. Don't stop planning together. Don't, don't stop praying together. Keep living. Don't just start existing. We living. It's like we just got started. We're more excited now about life. And now one of these jokers going to have grandbabies and all that. We get to be grandparents together. We're going to keep living. We're already talking about how we're going to decorate the grandchild room and they ain't going to have to bring nothing over and just living, laughing, lusting. Yeah, loving. And then finally, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arm of Jesus. Leaning. It is in him, I go back to where I started, that we live, move, and have our being. I held her this morning and just prayed for her. Ooh, got to praying in tongues over her. Jesus. We were on the plane. We just held hands and got to praying. We wake up in the morning and now prayer is so exciting to us. Just holding her. We just stopped. We went out to eat the other day. Just grabbed our hands before the food came. We said, listen, since we wait on the food, let's just pray. Not just over the food, but just over this night, over our life. We lean in on Jesus. Some of y'all stop leaning. I don't care how sexy she is. This is important. I saw something. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Oh, I'm out of time. I'm going to say it. I saw something. This guy comes home and his brother, who he hadn't seen in three years, 
three years, comes home. He goes to work. Flew his brother in, hadn't seen him in three years. He goes to work, had to come home early. Comes home early. His wife and his brother are sitting out at the jacuzzi. His wife got on a bathing suit. His brother's sitting up there chilling. She's sitting almost between his legs. Hadn't touched her yet. She stands up, had on something covering her bikini, took off her cover up, and was standing there in a bikini. And he's filming, and he comes running down the steps. And she got ready to get into the jacuzzi. You can tell the brother was getting ready to sort of start massaging her shoulders. He can sense they was getting ready to touch. So he stopped filming and just ran down toward the pool. What's up, man? My brother? My brother? It, it, it ain't what you think. It was clearly what he thought. I I told my girl, I said, I, I love you so much for being able to trust you. I'm not going to have a woman that don't fear Jesus. I'm not going to have a man that doesn't fear Jesus because I don't know what they do. In my flesh dwells nothing good. Your morality is not enough for me. Your integrity is not enough for me. We need something that we lean on. I wanted to just hug that brother. I heard another story. I wanted to hug him. In my soul, I be wanting to just go get him because I because I just think I'm I'm empathetic. I'm a pastor. I'm finished. I'm going to pray with you. I think to myself what that would do to my heart. And I know there's some people that have went through adultery, and this is not for you to, to revisit that. It is to say, if you both lean on Jesus, there's some stuff we're not going to do. We're not going to do because we lean in on him. And if we've done it, we're not going to do that again. Because someplace... We let Christ get out of our marriage. I'm, I'm done. I hope you were blessed by this. I know it was heavy, particularly at the end. Remember these L's, right? Come on, stand with me. First of all, we need love. We need to laugh. There needs to be lust. We got to keep living. And then we got to lean on Jesus at all times. If you do that, I think your marriage will be strong. Guys, throw it up, Phil. Listen, if this blessed you, I need you to be a blessing. Come on now. I'm not doing no long stories. Give to Ari Vernon Ministries because it's good when you listen, because it helps you, and because we're helping people. That's all I need to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. If not, just keep on using me till you use me up. To those of you like me that believe if something is good, you, didn't gotta, you don't have to give me no speech. I'm about to sow something to this. Those of you that can sow $100 a month or $100 a week, there might be somebody that can give an offering that helps me to do what's in my heart. If you know me, I live to give. I'd rather write a $10,000 check than receive one. Would y'all please help me write some checks? My wife and I are doing so much. I just don't want to say a bunch of it because I want my reward in heaven. But just know Ari Vernon Ministries is doing some major stuff and I need you to help me keep on doing it, okay? I love you. Hope you were blessed by this. We're coming back. This is Relationships Uncut. Keep telling everybody, singles, married, raising somebody else's children, problems with your mama, daddy pain, all of it we're going to touch. Who should be your friend? We're going to hang around relationships uh, during this season. Love you. And I'll see you on the next one. Take care now.